This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Uh, boom. D. Jones, as always, I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got the one and only Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. Ghost, this is a very, very, very special episode. Tell them what we got popping. Hey, man, long overdue. We got the big homie, Chuck Charles Rivard, straight out of Montreal. He was the first homie we met. I think you went one year before me with Aiden and co and he showed you guys around and then we went me and you and morgan and some homies went the next year he was our tour guide so we've been homies with him for fucking ever that was probably grade nine range for us but another fun fact for me and chuck is we actually went to elementary school together and didn't realize it till years later when we reconnected as skaters so he's literally a day one homie it's a absolute pleasure to have him on the pod hope everyone enjoys then we taking y'all straight to the post office and of course wrapping it up with the rundown. You dig? Bruv, we've always said that nobody in the skate game is safe from coming inside Studio E. But low-key, these are the episodes that people look forward to the most, man. The homie ones are more fire than any, and Chuck does not disappoint. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bun Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Bun Live. Hit us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Bunt. And then head over to our YouTube, youtube.com slash the Bunt Live. Bruv, this season, the ghost shout out of the week is brought to you by ParadeWorld.com. Parade World is live in the US, UK, and Canada and supported by some of the finest stores in those countries and also backed by Tiago Lemos, Aishad Ware, and the legend, Heitor De Silva. All right, Ghost, what shout out you got for me this week? Bruv, I don't think this is going to surprise anyone, but holy crap, Chima Ferguson, two-time Bunt alum, just a fucking legend in the game, keeps reinventing himself. His ledge game, he stepped his ledge game up, fucking he's hitting the big old rails he's literally doing it all man it's uh incredible and inspiring to see him push himself he's right in our age range i want to say 32 to 35 kind of range mm-hmm. uh just another example of fucking skaters pushing their limits we used to think you're done in your 30s and he's another example of a hell no to that dumb assumption we used to have as kids Bro, is that the best part he's ever dropped? Because that was absolutely insane. I think so, and I'm pretty sure I I gave him shout out of the week when he put his last part out. Mm-hmm. That was in that uh, shorter video with the last trick switch back tail big spin. And I'm pretty sure we were saying similar shit then. Like, how the hell is he still getting better? This was just incredible, man. 
This was just fucking straight barn burner type shit. You see Sammy Winter on the pull-in with the bike. Dude, that double set does not look oleable at all. But, that was uh, Sammy? Yo, yeah, it was Sammy so on the bike. I gotta watch that again. Hell yeah. Oh man, shouts to Chima. Absolutely snapped, bro. That's what's so up. So like we said, Charles Rivard in the building. Absolute legend. Long time homie. Known him forever. Alzheimer's gang and as always man bunt gang for life only one thing left to do we gonna head in store downtown queen and spadina uptown avenue road in lawrence east side gerard and carla whichever one you want to go to just make sure you hit maker pizza before you sit down for this interview man ghosts what we eating tonight <laughs> bruv you know what i'm eating tonight and that's a whole bunch of chicken wings, Deggy. Throw some cookies on there. And don't forget that Dr. Pepperoni. Mm. Maddie Madison, tell them what you're working with when you get Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. Let's get this interview pop. All right, y'all. We got the legend Charles Rivard in the building. <laughs> Long time, homie. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? This is Charles Rivard, <laughs> and you're watching 411. <laughs> <laughs> have you always wanted to say that? No, I'm just kidding. Dude, we should adopt that. <laughs> Put some of those in the intro, man. We need Kane Gale for that, though. Oh, true. Charles, we start every show off the same, man. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Well, favorite sports moment, I got to say, it's pretty easy, but when the Raptors won oh, two years ago, that, that, was, Let's go. that was a pretty memorable moment, I think. Pretty epic. Yeah. And as of, fuck, skate moment, I mean, like, as corny as it may sound, first time going to Barcelona... Mm-hmm. definitely like i don't know better than what you'd imagine it would be mm-hmm. first time going skating in barcelona after the fully flared era and all that <laughs> saving <laughs> saving all my money and shit and going there and for the first time i was like oh shit this is it <laughs> so was that the trip where there was free beers at FTC, or was did that come later <laughs> oh n- <laughs> uh no that was way down the line but the first time was more like local with like close friends right after high school type shit that's what's up (laughs) (laughs) so take us back to the beginning where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating i was born and raised in montreal and i don't know my neighbors were a little older than me and i always looked up to them and one day they picked up skating and it kind of didn't happen. I, I don't know. It was like I wanted to be like them, so I got a board, but not a, the same summer as they did. And then by the time I picked it up, they were already over it. Oh, shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was something where, like, uh, I don't know. It was like skating was not what it is now. It was kind of like this weird, I don't know. It didn't, like, parents didn't like it. Teachers didn't like it. Girls didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Most homies thought it was whack. And 
The, <laughs> the second I went to a skate park alone, I was kind of like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I want to hang out with them all the time. Or like, I don't know. I'm, I, this is it. Like, fuck everybody. Like, <laughs> I'm going to come here after school alone every day. And like, was it the lifestyle or the skating itself? Were you just seeing the cool older kids or were you actually like enjoying riding your board at the time? Definitely riding, but almost like, you know, sometimes you're scared of some stuff seems scary, but they attract you. Is that weird? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like buying my first thrasher was like I had to hide it from my parents. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I swear it was like the Hesh versus Fresh cover. And there's like bands and like nudity and like fire and like shit like that. And I was just like, yo, yo, this no one's ever showed me this. Like, like <laughs> parents probably wouldn't let me keep going if I told them this is what it's all about i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what i liked about it at first i respect it skate or die bruv skate or die buddy yeah (laughs) so charles we uh we also ask everyone this question what was your first big break in the skate industry man what catapulted you to the the skate pedestal you're living on right now you mean like big break like uh like a banger or like (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I mean, it most definitely all comes from the whole dime videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was so much fun and that led me to like, I don't know, getting my first enjoy boxes. And then that led to meeting Price and Rob and getting on board with my best friends to skate for all timers. And yeah. Now you're just fucking millionaire skater doing a big, typical celebrity life. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dime videos definitely fucking popped you guys all off for sure. But rewinding back a bit, I don't know if I'm making this up, but I feel like you rode for shorties way back in the day and there was some actual connection Oh yeah, with Muska maybe or something. That's a, that's a good one because definitely would have forgot, but super random first video I ever filmed for it was like a first sponsor actually it was temple skate shop oh in montreal that was the sickest <laughs> like legendary fucking hole in the wall and they mm-hmm. pretty much taught me everything from how to grip a board to how to speak english and what videos to watch at an early stage and what not to get into and blah 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 filmed a little thing one summer and then one of their homies who now works at complex lucas he was some huge like message board guy and he was like chatting with the shorties tm one night or some shit they never met like and the guy just flew out to montreal to watch the vhs in a hotel room (laughs) and he gave like i think it was me lp shaya and someone else but we all got boards and then he started sending us mad boards for a year until he lost his job and then we lost the link. But <laughs> Damn. that was pretty crazy. I was so young, like stacks of Muska boards all over my room. Like <laughs> That was awesome. Damn. That's almost too good to be true at that age because that was way back in the day. Just like word to mouth type shit. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Shorty's direct, dog. Yo, dude. You made it. <laughs> 
that's like every kid's dream at that time too yeah. like shorties was the holy grail man yeah for real that was uh that was pretty good but i feel like yeah. i was too young and not that it all f- fell off because of my the way i behaved but like you know once i got the dude's email i would just email him every day like <laughs> like being probably so annoying like yo i want six boards i want orange top ply i want like and he's just like you know fuck off broken english too probably a bunch of spelling mistakes fucking bunch of lols and stuff <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> so we all met way back in the day on some of our first skate trips to montreal you were our little Montreal skate ambassador at the time. You showed us all around. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been holding it down in the Montreal skate scene forever. How has the scene in MTL changed and evolved over time, in your opinion? To be honest, I think, well, the, the major difference now is that we have skate parks, mm-hmm. which, yeah. we, which we actually never had. I think we were known to have good indoors for sure. But also known to have the worst outdoors. <laughs> yeah, so we were like, back then, there was none at all that we would go to. Yeah, so we kind of like just all grew up downtown, like skating Peace Park and whatever. Where now it's like skating is so popular and there's just more kids, more girls, more like, and even since COVID, more older guy that re-picked up skating. And mm-hmm. it's just a bigger scene and... You get to learn at a skate park if you want, or end the day at a pretty good skate park and keep skating, mm-hmm. which is like new from like two years ago. And I wouldn't bring this up if I was capping. <laughs> 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 the skate park with the orange ledges. Yeah. That one looks fun as hell. I've been there, but I, I don't think I could skate or something. And then the new one at the Stad looks fucking crazy too. Yeah. The orange one is like a block away from my house. Damn. You're laughing. Pretty convenient. I feel like not having skate parks, though, I feel like you guys are all just better street skaters because of it. Like, your go-to spots were just, like, sick ledge spots. Yeah. I don't know. Some spots are not the easiest. They're better at making you worse at skating for most days. <laughs> 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 but, I don't know, places like Peace Park, there's all types of people, and there's skaters, too, but, like, you know, you learn how to deal with cops or wait for your turn or to be polite to homeless as much as you'd be polite to like i don't know the business guy eating lunch and i don't know you just learn all this this shit you wouldn't learn at school or at the skate park yeah for sure street smarts on p (laughs) so you mentioned it a bit before but you've been on alzheimer's pretty much since day one how did that connection spark? I was living with Dustin at the time, me and JP were, and Ben, Tyler, just moved to Montreal. It was their first summer, and so did Will, or might have been his second summer. I think Any Social was doing like a trip to New York to finish their video or something, and Dustin got to meet, or he knew Rob, but like saying something like they're gonna focus on making their own board company all-timers and that uh, they were going to come visit Montreal and like bring some stuff and try and make a video and 
the weekend they came, we just did that. And then they were like, okay, now you guys come to New York next week. And, and then it was just so fast. I swear, like, they were like, they had a plan. We all lived together and they're like, just come here and then go to LA, then go to Miami and just. <laughs> it was, You're all on. It was genuine and like, just really fun to like, get a chance to skate, travel and do with your close friends without like forcing the, you know, the, yeah, that's my buddy. <laughs> like, no, that's my roommate. That's my brother. Like. Uh, that's what's up. Organic from day one. Yeah, we were, we were actually all talking about it a couple of weeks ago, how it still feels so fresh, like all that happened like six months ago. But <laughs> then again, like COVID didn't even exist <laughs> when the all time started. But yeah. All that being said, it's been probably some of the best, some of the best times so far in my life. So yeah, you guys have had some epic all timers tricks. Over the last couple of years, give us one of your favorite stories from the road. Shit. <laughs> I mean, there's never been a bad one. Um, maybe a bad one for their credit card a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess since we were talking about Barcelona earlier, the last time I've been there, the last time we've all been there together, they flew all of us to this nice Airbnb for two weeks to film for this video. And it literally rained for 14 days in a row. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no. But we're like 15 of us or something. And there was a bunch of people visiting at the same time. So we're rolling 50 deep every day type shit. But <laughs> then <laughs> to save the trip, I was supposed to like go to Madrid for two weeks with I was going on another trip to film for this originally with Kevin Lowry, Will, and Adrian Del Campo was going to tour us and stuff. And uh, last night, after it rained for two weeks, Rob gave me 1,400 euros. And we all went out to just like, because it was our last night together. And we're just like, for some odd reason, I put all the money in my pocket, brought my passport. And we're all hugging each other at like this place, Plaza Real. And all I remember is like looking next to me and it's just this random dude. And I was just like, huh, weird. Why is a beer vendor hugging me? Like anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, I'm trying to convince everyone to like do something and try to buy something. And I was like, oh shit, wait, my wallet's gone. My wall, uh, my passport's gone. The oh. money's gone. I have to go to Madrid tomorrow. Uh, like, yeah, that was pretty fucked. <laughs> Fourteen hundred euros. Yeah, I had fucking hell. And I had to renew my passport in a foreign country with no ID, nothing. Holy fuck! And everyone left the same day, so I was kind of alone. But luckily, some people extended their stay. And <laughs> Dutchie and Dana really, I don't know, they took care of me and helped me out a lot and somehow made it home but it was pretty crazy i had to like so gnarly yeah that beer vendor picked the right day to barge a group hug i guess <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that was pretty rough but 
got two more weeks in bars to skate and the sun was out at this point. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God. Silver lining to everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 2017 or so, you launched Classic Grip. We've been repping it since day one. All love and support from us over here at the Bunt. Uh-huh. What was the motivation uh, to get the brand going? Part of that actually comes from that story where, like, the Bars one, where, like, he came home. Everyone left the loft apartment because the neighbors got bed bugs, and it oh. came to us. So, like, kind of just got pickpocketed, somehow made it home. I had no money, no more apartment, went back to my parents and just kind of like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I was like a little older than the other guys too. So I was just kind of like, all right, what else can we do? Like, and I just took the time to gather some thoughts and ideas and sat down with my friend Raj and asked him if he'd be down to do this with me and like sort of guide me through making my own thing hell yeah g yeah it's been pretty fun <laughs> can't complain for sure <laughs> so you guys have anything up your sleeve coming soon that people can look forward to actually having uh, some new clothes and stuff coming out on november 1st Ooh. and i've been editing this video too that's gonna come out on november 1st as well and okay, okay. Got some some other stuff lined up, but I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but all exciting and, you know, always with friends and stuff. And That's the way to do it. Mark your calendars, people. November 1st. Classic. <laughs> is it classicgrip.com? Worldsbestgriptape.com, actually. Oh. <laughs> Worldsbestgriptape.com, November 1st. It's kind of a joke. But that's what's up, Doug. <laughs> yeah. I know this one was vaulted for a bit, but has enough time passed by for you to tell the story of the van attack in Athens? What popped off there, man? Yeah, we're all, Will had this grease strip going for his like going pro party thing. And there's two vans, and we we're in the back one, and something like, Tried to skate this spot, it was raining, and Mitch was like skating this manual pad in the rain, and like people started tripping out. He was taking slams and blocking traffic, and kind of had to go because like people were. It was like hectic from the get go that day, I swear. And got in the car, went to drive to the university to skate some shit we haven't skated, and we're like stuck in traffic, and everyone's just like listening to music, like talking shit, blah, blah, blah. And like only me and Mitch noticed, like, I don't know, about eight guys, like Dana White looking fucking UFC fucking. (laughs) They're just like scanning our van, like from the corner, like pretty sus and whatever, keep driving. And then next red light, they actually, they ran. We didn't notice, but like, they just pulled up to the, the window and like, they started like, punching the windows and one of them had the the one metal stick to break windows and he missed and it didn't hit and Mitch's window was down and they had they they'd start they lit up some sort of like flare grenade type thing never seen that before but Fuck. Will had to be like yo Mitch 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 like 
roll out the window for a little bit. And like, I swear by the time they threw it, it like, it should have, it was a perfect throw, but the, our timing was better. We're like the window shut b- right before it could hit. And then they, there was just eight to nine guys, like just punching the van windows as hard as they could. And like, we were all together, like, and no one was, there was nothing we could do. We were stuck in traffic and there was just fire outside and smoke. And there was more, what pe- the fuck? there was more people running through traffic and throwing bricks at the car. And like, it, what? It just looked like definitely had a, if that thing lit up in the whip, like we were f- most likely dead or like, holy shit. Cause then everyone would have left the car and then they would yeah. have, the goal was to, yeah. And I think like Connor was driving, but he was like in a shock moment where he, he froze and Will had to tap his shoulders and wake him up. And he was like, yo, drive on the sidewalk. Fucking who cares? Like we need to like get the fuck away from this scene. And fuck, dog. And it's like for like, you know, three hours, all we could talk about is like, oh, yo, we survived that. That was crazy. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. And I swear at nighttime, it got way more quiet where everyone got time to think about it and be like, yeah. Yo, that was like kind of exciting, kind of super sketchy, but also we should be dead. Like that was fucked. Like definitely, oh how'd you call that? A close death experience or whatever. Like, near death. Yeah, near death. Yeah. I feel like. Jesus Christ. Everyone who was in that car, like we were like good friends already but like now we're just like stuck together that's a bond yeah, yeah. <laughs> like brothers for life after this one confirmed <laughs> yeah no wonder you guys didn't want to talk about it for so long i remember mitch like didn't really want to tell me about it yeah for the longest time fuck that's scary man i actually like waited quite some time to tell my family because i was just like yeah, maybe they like, I don't know. It would just be like bad stress for them every time like I go away or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But turns out they were just like angry soccer hooligans. What the fuck? And there was a, a crazy match that day. And they're like, I think they're called the Red Stars. They're like the bottom team versus the Grease team. And it's like, they just came to fuck people up and. Oh my god. So shit. Agent was the only guy chilling the whole time, kind of laughing. And I was like, dude, why? Aren't you fucking shook? Like, and he's like, ah, <laughs> that happens all the time. It's fucking just soccer, man. Like, uh, football. I mean, he's just like, they just came to, they just came to lose and beat up people. And it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> wow. That was special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad you guys survived. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. I was fucked. SkatePal has built three skate parks in Palestine and are on their way to building a fourth. Skateboarding has the potential to dissolve barriers between class, race, age, and gender. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional, a child or an adult. 
This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatepal.co.uk, or purchase their watch from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people. So Chuck, as you may or may not know, we always love to go behind the scenes on some of our guests' favorite tricks they've done over the years. I got to spark it with maybe my absolute favorite. I might be the only one that finds this funny, but uh, you do an epic line. You nollie back, nose grind, pop out a ledge into a hill, and then, you know, high speed cruise over, and you do like the gnarliest ollie at high speeds <laughs> of all time. Can you take us behind the scenes? <laughs> Oh, just fucking blew it, bud. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, no, I've I definitely been called out for that ollie a few times. <laughs> it's just like the homie who filmed the clip, Zach, he's like on some GX shit where like, you know, they bomb hills all day and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know, a French Canadian homie from Montreal, like visiting and i'm like oh i learned this trick at south park like it's a perfect ledge perfect height ledge to do like a nollie nose guard pop out whatever first one i film it keeps going and i'm like well i gotta keep i don't know like you gotta keep up with this fucking legend like <laughs> couldn't do that just thinking about that ollie so stinking should have like oh, tried to eat shit or like at least like a kickflip or something like <laughs> that's that's a good one yeah i think i think it's almost better this way it's like more memorable than like if you did a fat ollie <laughs> yeah. nice respect <laughs> now take us behind the scenes your switch big flip at pack How'd that go down, man? What was the session like? That was so random. We're like, I don't know why, but at the time, that was like a go-to trick for some odd reason. And it was like one, probably the first session of spring, like, you know, the first like 12 degrees. Oh, yeah. Feels like 30. Feels like 30. Like some homies on the bus are wearing shorts and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And did the typical like meet at peace for the first time and like take it to like ballet whatever end of day at pack and i don't know that was like the first session through a couple and i was like can yeah, man do this and it worked out put the hand down but like i think like just because it was the first session of the year it was like more memorable where usually i don't know i don't skate like that every day like <laughs> just let's say start a video part with the first trick you film is that which is what happened. It was like, yeah. that felt pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, just like, oh, okay. Like, cool. Like, what's next? Well, that's also a really hard trick to not tic-tac or put your hand down. So yeah. the hand down was Steve's anyways. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> but hitting that trick on the first day of spring, you're like, yo, this video part is going to be insane, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going off. And then, you know, then it's June birthday month in montreal and you don't skate for a month and <laughs> and uh yeah what about those crazy drop in 50 and 50 you did in 
the dime videos oh yeah because actually this question comes at a pretty perfect time for someone going went on instagram today calling out ride on grinds man oh i think i know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah maybe he'll remain nameless maybe he won't you know he uh he was feeling it today i have a bunch of friends that are like, good at spotting them and like you know fixing ride on spots to make them work and like Mm-hmm. it's not always it may look easy if but like you know if you do a, dude that did not look easy the one oh yeah, no that that, that was something else for like pre-bar shit they had like a weird website for like spots it was called like skay hate you or some shit i don't know if you mm-hmm. guys remember and really shitty website but had all the spots <laughs> i think the first time we just there's a bunch of spots in this zone. Forgot the name of the station, but there's a lot. And like, just found it randomly and was like, oh, let's let's just drop in. Let's go. But the drop in for me was scarier than, well, the thing is not lined up in the middle. That's what's sketch, actually. Oh, what? Oh, shit. It's kind of like you have to go like front side last second because you're goofy, right? Or I'm goofy. But then I thought that was it. And like, then I went on a. Next winter, went on a trip with uh, Phil, Kyle, McGraw, and Mike Coffee, And I think it was like a running joke through the whole trip where it was like, yo, last day, we're listening to Slayer and we're going back and you're just one truck. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm down, like, sure. And last day, it was kind of like, oh, shouldn't we, like, go to the beach and have a picnic instead before going back to the cold winter. Like, and like Phil's like, nah, fuck no. You trying to, no, we're going to the sleigh around. Like you're dropping in. <laughs> and yeah, it worked out. But that was pretty scary. Actually. That looked insane. man. <laughs> that five was no joke. I like how you kept stepping up certain tricks from the older parts. I think in the first one you do a varial heel flat gap to Manny. Oh, yeah. And then, and the next one, you do varial heel. I think it's a different spot, but same flat gap to Manny type of thing, 180 out. Yeah. You got the 50 drop in, the 5 <laughs> drop in. That was like the sickest random clip of all time. Yeah, it's fucking... I don't know if I would try it today. Yeah. What's the Bixie bike story from back in the day? Oh, yeah. That was another fun one. <laughs> Where do we start with this? Bixie's just came out. <laughs> and I was actually walking home with my girlfriend at the time and I was like a few blocks away and she was like yo my friend showed me how to steal Bixies and like she just showed me how you could just like take the back wheel and break the the magnet lock thing whatever you call it mm-hmm. and I remember being like oh cool story like I'm a block away I'm not stealing Bixies to <laughs> like this is my house right here like come on and then whatever a couple of weeks go by i actually rolled my ankle felt like shit and one night some homies were leaving town they're like oh let's all go to foof's like going away party foof's used to be this place we used to go and go there i'm limping around my foot is so massive and purple and fucked and like we're all heading back and we're by a big C station like six of us and i'm like Yo, Kyle. <laughs> Yo, did you know that if you fucking take the back wheel and just go, whammy, you get a free Bixie? 
And it's funny, tried one, worked easy, did six in a row, we all had a bike, but we're so <laughs> we're so hammered, we didn't realize it was like right in front of this like pretty busy terrace bar spot. Yeah. Like idiots, instead of like riding the bikes, we like walked them up this hill. And <laughs> by the time we got up, there's like eight cop cars and they like oh, no. they stopped everyone and i guess the cops that were in charge couldn't speak english that good and everyone who i was with was could only speak english i guess and they kind of were like hey twa and i was like we and they're like all right we got him no <laughs> they're just like they cuffed me on a friday night in front of like This busy street was so embarrassing, and oh. they they charged. I showed my foot, and I was like, "You really think I just stole eight bikes and walked them up the hill with this?" And like, they charged me with uh, selling and reselling under five thousand. The guy was like, "You probably don't even know your rights, buddy, don't you?" He was like, "Well, that means you just stole a car. Good luck." And I was just oh. like, "I was like, what, brother?" <laughs> There's no way. And I, I guess because I was young and I got a little cocky and said, you know, when they say, like, don't talk, talk to your lawyer. Like, yeah, yeah. Def yeah, yeah. Definitely learn the hard way where I was just too confident, like being a dickhead. Like, oh, what do I have to do? Get a fucking lawyer, beat the case. I was like, I didn't do shit. Look at my foot. Like, <laughs> and then they like wrote everything and they kind of played against me in court. But In the end, because it was my first offense, I just had to like sign up to school, donate money to like something, and pay for the the damage. I guess like the fine. Damn. But fucking hell. Got your ass. Man. But it was pretty stressful for like that lasted like a whole year, and like you know, lawyers like, well, if you get a criminal record, you can't travel anymore. And worst case, you're going to jail and you're doing community service. Best case scenario. You just need to pay this three thousand dollar fine, and you're good. Just kind of like, okay. <laughs> But it all worked out. That actually kind of fucking. That was the start of. Can't just do anything you want. It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you learned that valuable lesson? Nineteen. Might have been too late. It's a good time. Or a good good time, I guess. <laughs> so what's the story behind the flat bar that we see pop up all over the damn place, man? Oh, I love this story. <laughs> It's fucking crazy, actually. One day, during the whole COVID lockdown thing, I guess from Instagram, just seen like a random people skating this spot at an abandoned gas station. And you could tell like the people who built the DIY were just people that picked up skating just from being stuck at home. You know what I mean? Like people that don't know how to build ramps or skated for a month, 10 years ago and wanted to try it again. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, yo, let's, let's go tomorrow and have a good time. Like this place is like, looks like it sucks. Like it'd be fun. And then we get there, there's a bunch of things, whatever, but all we skated the whole time was this, this little flat bar. You know, you can bunt any trick, try any dream trick, and you might do it. Like, you can pretty much do, like, EA skate tricks. Yeah. Anyways, like, 
met up with the homies, like stretched the spot, moved on. And then at nighttime, I was going to my girlfriend's. I was like, yo, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going back there. I'm taking the flat bar. And this is going to be good for squad. Like, I'm just, we're just going to customize piece and we're just going to bring it around and like make <laughs> any spot just different that day. And everyone's going to jam. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the next morning I roll up, there's kids skating. I <laughs> just walk in with a headphones, steal flat bar in front of them, bring it home. <laughs> and then we actually like had one sesh at the Big O where we like, Leon was doing all this stuff and like we had such a good time that day it was crazy and then he went to see his family up north or something and he came back and he's like yo you want to hear the craziest story uh, yeah what do you got he's like so last night we're having dinner and my brother goes to his girlfriend's like yo you were supposed to bring the flat bar back like where is it and she's like yo you won't believe this I went and brought it to the abandoned gas station to skate and <gasps> I forgot after dinner and then I went in the morning and someone stole it and then Leon's like wait what what does it look like and like they showed him even his mom got in there was like yo I bought you guys this flat bar 15 years ago from Canadian Tire and they learned all their tricks <laughs> and then it Leon already seshed it at it already went full circle and then from there we're like yo this is too epic like gotta keep traveling with it and like <laughs> <laughs> it's like his childhood flat bar and somehow i ended up stealing it and <laughs> now it's in long beach and it's traveled more than most <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i'm pretty sure i've seen bob skate it yeah down there like what the fuck can't make this shit up that's amazing it's pretty fun did it go to vancouver too yeah it's been to vancouver and it came back, then it did a trip to California, and I think it might have got injured, but it's still good. So what's the story involving some McDonald's and a rich guy in New York? Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> we're all at this bar, and, like, it was single, and, like, met this girl, and, like, Rob was, like, lend me some money. I was, like, go across the street, like, go off, no, 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 like, just go have a beer, and, like, we'll see you tomorrow, and, Go there, try to go back with her. She goes in, the homies are gone. Didn't know the bar had two doors. She goes in, I wait for a sig. I come in, she comes out, vice versa, twice, until she's just like, oh, he left. And she actually, no. she left, so I'm alone and fucking no idea, like deep somewhere. I'm like sick, I'm home, like I'm lost, like whatever. Run into Tyler. <laughs> Same story almost. He's just horny and heartbroken. Lost. <laughs> but we stayed together. So it was like, oh, that's perfect. Let's just like figure out how to get home and like whatever. We, we both got to like tell each other's full story about what happened and like blah, blah, blah. And like we focused our boards like... <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty jokes and then we got hungry we stopped at a mcdonald's and like this dude in line's like so sus and he's just like ordering so much food like breakfast for like 15 people and we just wanted whatever and like he looks at tyler's board and he's just like yo i dare you to like 
roll on both skateboards without falling. I'll give you whatever, whatever you want. But you, you know, like I can't do it. But like when people roll on like nose mani and manual. Yeah, with, yeah, the nose on one and the tail on the other one. Yeah, exactly. Tyler's good at that, and he he was pretending like <laughs> he's like what like how like really I don't know I never tried like. Damn, that must be hard. Like, <laughs> first he inside the McDonald's just blows this dude's mind. Like, and then he's about to like give us money or some shit. Or I think he was like, "I'll buy you guys one of, like, whatever you want if you can do this." And then, well, that was his time to order. Some other sus dude comes up and is like, "Yo, want to trade Zan for Coke?" <laughs> They didn't know each other though, and one looked. Some type of way, one guy looked a different type of way, and they somehow just went to the bathroom instantly. And then <laughs> they just had me and Tyler waiting, and like we had a long night. We we're pretty over it, and like didn't want to wait for him to come to beg for a fucking cheeseburger. And so, dude, I swear his bag came up. They're like twenty breakfast for John or whatever, and like the size of this thing was so massive, and we just took it and ran. <laughs> <laughs> we got into a cab. We like fed the driver. We got off early from the crib, and we fed homeless people, and like just like Yo. ate as much as we could, and then just like kept walking, just to not get you know not throw in the trash. We're just like yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, you want some? No, there's no prank. Like it's on the house. Like <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> That was pretty jealous. Oh, That's epic. Yeah. That's too good. <laughs> So one of our favorite stories on the pod that we uh, did with Hugo last year was the story where he thought he won the lottery with the scratch ticket, thought he won 25K, <laughs> thought he was set for life and going to buy a nice apartment in Montreal. For the boys. Uh, for and them. then he said he, said he, he hopped off the train and called you crying, basically. Uh, we just wanted to hear your side of that story because he called you. <laughs> Dude, from what I still remember, I could tell he was shaking over the... F okay, so he was... <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty much like left us to get on the train, to get off, to get on the bus, to cross the bridge type shit. But he was so shook that he got off the train to go outside to call me to say he just won 25K. <laughs> And I was kind of like, really? Like... I'm not a big, like, scratch ticket guy, but I was like, have you read the, the rules or, like, is there... <laughs> I don't know. Did you just scratch the whole thing and think there's... Because it's a bunch of bags of money you won. Like, what if... Yeah. I don't know. And he was just like, no, no. And I was like, wait, there must be, like, a thing out back or a serial code or, like, are you sure, sure type shit. Like, because that'd be... I, I wasn't, like... Yo, fuck that, you're capping. Like, I was more like, are you sure that... Yeah. I don't know, like, should double check. And then he double checked on the phone and was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and then he was too stressed or something that, like, he actually took the train back to our friend's house, to Josh's house. <laughs> to just, yeah. like, unwind and, like chill just because you're still shaking from thinking you got it <laughs> that was too good oh my god uh, poor Hugo, guy man. <laughs> legend chuck who is olga <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck <laughs> so let's just say that 
She's the. She's my. She's my lawyer. <laughs> no, I met um. Yeah, one time I had an affair with a fifty-three-year-old lawyer, <laughs> and it was awesome. She just used me twice, but I wasn't mad. Like, place was fucking nice. Just good times, good conversation, and uh, the only thing <laughs> I don't know. Walking in her place, I remember seeing like. You know, like the two pairs of vans with the kickflip marks are just like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> she has kids. They skate. <laughs> Yo, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Olga, legend. legend. Is she the one that got you off your Bixie case? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> She got him off though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for fucking Chuck, man? What's next, dog? Kind of been pretty busy at. Um, it's all recent too, so I'm learning a lot and just uh, always helped friends or always made videos and just been directing these commercials for friends and trying to make. A bunch of videos and see where what happens with that but it's been pretty fun to just like do my grip thing and trying to make videos it's pretty fun Dude, yeah. that's dope chuck the director i could see that i love it with this stuff what's cool is like it's been to like step out of the comfort zone you know mm -hmm. it's not always just skating yeah or something funny so it's been pretty cool <laughs> to try and adapt and just do cool shit all the time basically trying to for sure man i i would love to fucking work on a commercial one day that you're directing yeah dude you can call me uh 514-449-2382 yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost and this week we want to give a major shout out to the annual pushing for pink fundraising event in support of breast cancer awareness october 24th in los angeles pushing for pink will be hosting breastival featuring skateboarding music raffle food and beer pop-up shops with exclusive products from spitfire vans thrasher and much more Proceeds from the event will be donated to the women and families affected by breast cancer. Find out more at pushingforpink.com. This message was brought to you by Spitfire Wheels and Pushing for Pink. October 24th, LA peoples, you know where to be. All right, Chuck, you know what time it is. <laughs> time to get funky. You know what I'm saying? A little rapid fire with your boy. Let's get it. <laughs> Favorite skater? Travis Stanger. Favorite video? Supper's Ready. Favorite video part? Anything like Dustin and E.T. comes up with or will. Favorite style? Ben Blundell. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Travis Stanger. I always wished I could be half the skater that he was. <laughs> of course. Growing up, that was like, that's goals. <laughs> For sure. But then you realize the, <laughs> the amount of homework you got ahead of you. And 
<laughs> Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Will Marshall. Favorite trick. Shit flip. Hardest trick for you. Switch hard, nolly hard. This dance move just doesn't... I just can't figure it out. Back to back with Massimo. Uh-huh. Most illegal trick. Someone once asked me that and I said nolly vero heel, but then I've seen a couple over the years that are like kind of cool. You could get down? Yeah. yeah. I'll stick to nolly vero heel. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Antoine Dixon. Yeah, there you go. Favorite clip, favorite clip you've ever gotten? Going back to shit flips. I know. Shit flip board slide that I filmed with Devin. That I mm. never seen before and we worked construction together and it was just the whole setup. That was pretty special. Yeah, that was a wild one for sure. Anyone else can frontside flip and it's nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trend you've ever been a part of? You know, in the dipset era, it was like matchy clothes was definitely a thing. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. which, which I, I like, but then eventually I got into liking the color purple and having a bunch of matchy purple shit and yeah that's that's not a go <laughs> that's i wish it was at least a different color i don't know they had us all rocking purple and pink trying to fucking come up with kits back in the yeah, day yeah <laughs> what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed going back to that grease trip fucking t-funk did this wall ride that was fucked just like a hit and run like park set up tried two times to it the third time and it's like you know out of the 20 people there no one even like looked at it really and (laughs) and like all the teams that's been there before usually skate this shit on the other side and no one stepped up to it and it's like i don't know just a hairy wall ride oh yeah pretty sick what's the one trick that got away dude i always joke about this one but I'm like, what's the one trick that got away? But there's just so many. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's... I did them all, dude. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you can ask fucking... Your filmers probably... Yeah, the filmers (laughs) probably have the list. (laughs) What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Mm. Mitch Nolly Heel down the 14. <laughs> I was pretty Oh pretty my god. <laughs> I fucking wish I was there that day. Yeah. Pretty good. This is one of the best clips of all time. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Okay. Last trick I learned. It's pretty easy. It's two options here. Either going to bed early <laughs> and or trying to get a job. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, Chuck El Director. Them call times come early, Deggy. Gotta get to bed quick. Dream job after skating. Fuck, I don't know. Kinda what I'm doing right now, I guess. Still learning, but like making videos and just using my brain to do creative stuff with friends and that's that's the best for me. I don't know. Hell yeah, brother. Keep it going. <laughs> Favorite local brand? Pumpkin Yo, for sure. Favorite local skater? Ian. Ian Cleland. Sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? <laughs> I gotta say, probably 
Orisu clothing or whatever that used to be called. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Don't even remember that. Sounds dusty. Favorite teammate ever. Any all-timers trip is like we either used to live together or we hang out together every day. So like dream teammates, I guess, because we know the good and the bad already. There's no bad even. It's just like makes those trips so much funner. Worst teammate ever. Will Marshall. <laughs> He's too funny, dude. Worst company. Gotta say, 88 footwear. Oh. Never liked oh, it. Shit. And someone came, we came across the 88 footwear topic this weekend. And someone said that you can Google research that shit, but the double eight is on some fucking Hitler shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I heard about And that. I didn't, I just never liked it. And then someone said that about the double eight and we're like, wait, like the shoes that I don't like? And they're like, yeah. And then we Googled it and it goes deeper and deeper. And you're like, you're like, oh, dude, Chris Markovich. I don't know. Used to be a fan of your footage and the Element World Tour shit when I was a kid. But you fucked up, bud. (laughs) (laughs) So gnar. Shit. Worst trend. TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> they have nailed it. I don't know. Worst style. Gonna have to say, um, Safe Benson. Oh, <laughs> oh hell no. Oh, hell. Yo, ads, nah. feel free to cue the gunshots on that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yo, I'm oh. kidding. Oh, it's all good. The damage has been done. Worst style, I don't know. Just go on the explore page and it's, <laughs> it's like fishing with fucking dynamite. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? That's a hard one. Skating is so chill. It's just, I guess anyone that's like, not selfish, but you know, like, let's say you have a loose plan. You're like, oh, yo, this is my day off. This is his day off. We're going there. Boom, boom, boom. And then someone comes and is just like, I don't need that. I don't want to go there. I don't, I live too far from there. This and that. And it kind of makes the day around themselves off someone who's wasn't really supposed to be there. That's just really doesn't want to do what you were going to do on your day off. Like that sounds like this is an actual person and you might have a real name though. uh, It might be a specific thing. I feel like it, it happens a lot in general, like pretty much any alpha male, like if, if it's like, I'm in charge, and if you're just like stealing a flat bar to f- go and fucking do whatever with your homies anywhere, like, and someone comes and like, I don't want to skate this, you're like, well, fuck, man, I don't know what to tell you. This is fucking awesome. You should give her a fucking nollie inward heel front board and see how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> real shit, real shit. The session ain't about you, it's about the group, man. Yeah exactly all right y'all that's gonna wrap up our interview with the legend charles rivard aka (laughs) chuck (laughs) big dog thanks again man that was awesome hey thanks for having me guys uh it's an honor (laughs) hey no doubt man hopefully we'll see you sooner than later
Welcome to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie's Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickie's Skateboarding. Alright Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Todd Fitzpatrick. You might have to hit us with a voice note just to so we know how to pronounce your first name. It's cool, but uh, I feel like I butchered that. Hey, Bunt Gang, I've been listening to the pod since about season six, so at this point, I consider myself a longtime fan. Sometimes, when I'm listening to Rapid Fire, I think of what would I say to some of the questions, and I know that my go-to answer for worst style has got to be Sean Powers. I don't think a lot of people know who he is, and I don't even know if he's even in the industry anymore, but he was on Bronze and Palace for a while. I was just curious if y'all have any thoughts on him since his style, trick selection, and video parts have always been incredibly whack and terrible in my opinion. Two sick brands like Palace and Bronze were fucking with him. For example, in the Bronze video, Trust, one of his clips is literally just a nollie flip on flat ground and then he just casually swerves and ducks under some caution tape as if that's something (laughs) worth filming. Am I missing something about him? Or is my hate justified? Anyways, keep up the good work as always, and thanks for making my Wednesdays great. Oh my <laughs> God, Fitzy, bro. Um, I think uh, a lot of people agree with you in their questioning of Sean Powers. You know, like for someone who doesn't know him, doesn't know the scene, can probably just wonder how the hell did he get on Palace or Bronze, but skateboarding is a thing where if you're in with the in crowd man you're good to go and seems like sean powers is in 100 <laughs> percent. uh yeah i don't know it's what donald said exactly i i enjoy his footage though i ain't gonna lie like he just seems like a funny dude obviously not the best skateboarder on planet earth but uh i'm down to watch his shit I'm saying he brings a different element to the van on a trip, you know? He's He ain't there to get the craziest clips. He's there for a different reason, man. Next up, we've got an email from Pat Babarams. What's good, Bunt Gang? What's your all-time favorite board graphic? Love the work. Shout out Blowjob Skateboards. Funniest graphics out there. Favorite board graphic of all time? Um... I got like a couple that I immediately thought of was definitely brought me back to when I first started skating was the OG Muska board, the Muska down the side and then the silhouette of him sitting all the sizes in different colors. That was uh, a big one for me. And then the original Zero Skull. I fucking love that one. The all black with just a little skull. The first two videos I saw were Fulfill the Dream and Misled Youth. So that makes sense. And then later on was the Tom Penny Cheech and Chong flip graphic. The uh, oh, true hometown hero Dan Stewart would always rock that one in T Dot, and Dan Stewart was on another level when I was a kid, so it made me love that one. Real talk, real talk. I'm gonna go with Brian Weary, had a sick tiger graphic for Studio Skateboards, and Morgan's first Toronto graphic, his first pro board with the streetcar tracks, streetcar in Toronto. Those were tight. All right, next up, we got an email from Big John. What's good, Safe and Donald? Just got to say thanks for having the best skate pod in the game. Gotten me through so many days at work over the years. Especially love all the Canadians you have on. I grew up skating in a small town, 
in Ontario, 45 minutes south of Ottawa in the early 2010s. And anytime our crew would head into Ottawa, it would always be mind-blowing seeing guys like Mitch, Will, Canadian, and even Trep on occasion. These guys were legends to us. I still remember going to the Aspect Ratio premiere <clears throat> in grade 9, and there were three empty seats next to one of my homies. Next thing you know, we see Mitch B coming down our aisle with a few brews in hand and two chicks trailing behind him. He sat down right next to my homie, cracked a brew, and said what's up to all of us. Wish I had have kept count of how many times Mitch shouted Chit! during the video, because afterwards <laughs> me and my homies were shouting Chit! in that Mitch B voice for years. Don't want to drag this out too long, but thought you guys would appreciate a story about the infamous skate midget himself. Anyway, here's an Ottawa-themed question. Who do you guys put on the Ottawa Skate Mount Rushmore? I know the people want to hear this still. Damn, you go first, dog. That was a awesome story. I'm sure Mitch will love to hear that. And uh, uh, it's just, it's cool when, when you hear stories about, because we're all us Canadian skaters that never made it out of the Canadian scene, so to speak. Uh, like it's not like any of us consider ourselves like these influential people or anything but it's cool to hear when you have a, an impact on your local scene and like it's just a story that you remember to this day and you he influenced your language like so many other people with his funny sound bites but um okay i'll go paul trepp spencer hamilton galia mamalu and wade wow yeah, that's huge. And I was actually like kind of hoping you would do that because I want to pick four completely different guys. I'm going to go. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, Dave Nolan. Yeah. Mike Fife. Hell yeah. Trent Matley. Woo. And then just because this was my OG connect in Ottawa was Gio Namini, man bunch of guys that uh, meant a lot to us when we were going back and forth every summer and then sitting atop all eight of those guys we just mentioned obviously mitch b man he ain't even on mount rushmore he gets his own private statue dog yeah mitch b and charlie bowens yes, they, they get their own separate fucking even higher mount <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's a different level all right, next up, we got an email from Mass1. I wanted to record a voice note, but it looks like my phone isn't having it. What's up, my Gs? Another banger of a season, and we still got more to go. I just wanted to say that as an avid listener of The Bunt, I can honestly say that I've been able to see slash hear the evolution of the pod. Keep up the great work. My question is, how did The Bunt come to exist? Did you two shop around the idea for a bit? Was there a pilot episode? And lastly, how did Vans come into the equation? Shout out Teen Mob and Big Ups Ants One. Hope I spelled his name right. Peace. Uh, I feel like we've told this story many times now, but hit him with the point for him. It's season fourteen. We'll we'll uh, break it down again Mm -hmm. for the newer listeners. So, me and Donald listened to podcasts uh, at work. I remember I got onto them really early. The David. not the David Brent, sorry, the Ricky Gervais show way back in the day, like 2007, maybe it started and whatever. I was working some construction. I remember it just fucking 
made my day so much easier. So I'm like, yo, Donald, you got to start tuning into these podcasts at work. So next thing you know, we're both listening to pods for years and then starts being like, yo, we should start our own pod. We both love skateboarding. We both love sports. And at first we wanted to do a sports pod, but we're like, why the fuck would anyone listen to our, our random asses? You know what I mean? And we're like, yo, we need to leverage the fact that we can talk about skating and we have some like friends who are pro that live in Toronto with us, good friends. So uh, I remember we kept bunting on starting it and then the Raptors made the conference finals out of nowhere that one year. And uh, it was like, all right, it's now or never. Let's fucking get it going. So we just recorded a pilot. It's fucking horrible. It's so Whoa. funny though. But I remember uh, I wrote everything I said down. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, we we might have to fucking put that. I don't know. <laughs> we might have to put that out at some point or on the Patreon know, or something. Right. Yeah, maybe just for the, for the patrons. But yeah, it was. Uh, we talked about it for maybe I don't remember how long, but let's say like anywhere from like four to six months. We the idea kept being like, all right, let's do it, let's do it. And then finally, when the Raptors made the conference finals, we're like, all right, there's never been a better time to talk sports. And then Dude. the first episode, if you go back with Morgan, it was like such a different format. We're like talking about breaking down video premieres of like the Adidas video. Mm-hmm. But Just current been, events in skateboarding as yeah. opposed to an interview. Um, but it's been a wonderful journey and uh, hoping to keep it going for years to come. Dude, I vividly remember the day we were supposed to go buy the equipment. It was just like, I just thought like it was another bunt, you know? I was like, oh, like, yeah, we're supposed to get the equipment today to start this podcast. Safe said he's going to, I was at the pond or something and you were like, yeah, I'm going to come meet you. And then we're going to Best Buy and buying the equipment. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like that'll ever happen, you know? And then you pulled up and we went to buy the microphone, which was the most bogus microphone, but we bought it. And I was just like, still didn't believe that it was going to happen, you know, until we started talking that day. It was absolutely insane. Definitely some people deserve to hear that first episode. It's about as ugly as it gets. There's no guest. Uh, Real choppy. Editing is dusty. This is pre-Ants 1. But uh, everyone has to start somewhere. And that was our uh, humble beginnings for sure. And Vans came into the equation just because I was getting some flow shoes, some homie hookup from Vans. And uh, I just went to the big homie there and was like, hey, listen, like we got this podcast going. I think we were like two seasons in already. And uh, they were all for it, man. All for it, down to support. And then the OG legend Bob LaSalle got in the mix. And from there, it's been up and up. Haven't looked back since. Next up, we got an email from Davis Campbell. Hey, Bump Boys. Thank you for another banger of a season. I'll keep this one brief. I see you, Seifa. What's the status of the Bunt video? Sodi season is upon us. Cheers, Davis. Davis, I got bad news for you, man. The status of the Bunt video is uh, the exact same as it was last year this fall. Life, uh, Life hit us pretty hard, as everyone knows. I have a son now, took a a lot of my time this summer. I think I got one clip, but uh, we're going to get after it, man. We're going to get back at it. Once uh, all these restrictions start to slow down and we can hit the road again, the ball will get rolling, man. 
for sure, man. Um, this winter, I'm gonna fucking try and get back on point at the skate park as I feel I have to relearn how to skate once a year after some injuries. And we'll give it another go next summer, man. That's all we can do. Yes, sir. All right, next up, we got an email from George. What up, Seifa and Dono? Thank you for yet another great season. You guys talk a lot about your favorite clips, but not as much about your favorite photos. So I'm wondering, what are some of your favorite photos of all time? Do either of you have an all-time favorite magazine cover? What were some of the photos you had hanging up on your walls when you were growing up? Thanks for answering my questions, and shout out to Kevin at Look Back Library for keeping skate magazines alive. Um, my favorite cover was uh, Costin Back Nose Bun Hubba Hideout. I think that was like the third skate mag I ever had. Um, as far as another one, I would say maybe Wenning on Love. That was all time as well. Ooh, switch back one. Mm-hmm. That's a classic one. That was a good cover photo. I'll say another one of my favorite photos was Seifa's front 5-0 down the long handicap rail. Absolutely insane. Oh, respect, my G. Mm-hmm. Remember, um, I had to ask you if you actually did that because it just looked insane. I was like, what? Where the hell is that? <laughs> a lot of people asked me if I did that because the footage never came out, but it was filmed on like a weird one of those like not vx not uh proper hd things mm -hmm. uh i i think i have that on an old hard drive fucking anyways i can't really fuck nothing's coming to me i echo the wenning for sure I'm trying to think of you know i'm not gonna say a specific photo but my favorite photos that I would always look forward to and they always ended up just being the ones that I would just stare at forever were, uh, what's Bridges first name? Jay. Jay Bridges photos, man. And cause he was always shooting with Trep, Spencer and Wade and just everyone killing it in Ottawa. And it just seemed like when we were in the prime day years of magazines for us growing up, it just seemed like he was always pumping out the illest shit that I couldn't wait to open the mags for. Like, trip, fucking, I don't even know, switch flip some massive set or, you know, a switch front feeble or whatever. Um, so as much as nothing specific's coming to mind, I just remember always loving Jay Bridges photography. Every time Top, Top of the World would go to Miami, there would be like at least two or three iconic photos coming back from the blue hubba or the white hubba or no matter what it was it was always just so fucking good for sure oh and one more what was trep's uh, cover on that switch front five oh the blue hubba switch front five oh yeah. yeah one more one more cover that i got a shout out is our good homie josh clark when he he had multiple covers actually but he had the cover of sbc when getting that was like a huge honor fakey flip into the courthouse bank in new york oh that was some fucking classic shit right there jctm his big ass uh ollie on the king shit cover was sick too yeah that yeah. shit was busted all right next up we got an email from jim booth What's up, Bunters? The Massimo episode was a certified barn burner. I'm peeping 401 issue 41 
because I'm reliving the glory days through YouTube and saw Tom Yeto tearing up Heart Plaza in the D. You guys heard they redid the ground and ledges there. All new and buttery, waiting for some bunters to throw down. Seifa, you got a switch trade down Little Heart? <laughs> now that the border's open, you got no excuse. And hit me with some Formula One in the rundown. Fuck sakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really a question there, or was there? Yeah. You got a switch trade? The question is, did we hear that they read it, the ground and ledges? Uh, no, but happy for you. That's dope. And do I got a switch tray? What's I don't know what that is. What's Little Heart? I'm not sure either. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's light work for me though. So if I'm ever around there, just <laughs> I do up there. <laughs> you get me. It's on and popping. And Formula One, Dono. I don't know if you watch that. I definitely don't. Um, so so sorry. Funny about fact: that. they actually have a reality show on Netflix. Uh, I think it's called like Race to Survive or some something like that. But it's all F1. Got absolutely locked in on that with my lady. She loved it too. And I actually started waking up early to watch Formula One races, believe it or not. But I quickly found out that the reality show was much more my speed than just watching the race. Mm. So I was into it for a bit. But I just can't get down with the races. I'm more into the reality show drama, you know? Yeah, I heard that show's fire, and a lot of people told me to watch it, but... It's so good, man. It's so fucking good. For some reason, I'm not watching it out of some spite or something. I think it's because it uh, was pissing me off, because it was so loud, and when I wasn't watching it and in the room with Colette watching it, I just get so annoyed. It uh, it actually, like, starts during COVID, too, which is, like, kind of cool to see how Formula One was able to get through COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last but not least we have an email from the road warrior what up bunters i'm moving from an island in georgia to denver i'm just gonna keep it short you guys are the only reason i'm making it through this drive much love uh man much love to you too brother and good luck with the move hopefully you like denver i've never been maybe we'll come buck up with you one time in the new digs man Hell yeah, bro. Glad. Uh, that's why we do the pod, man. Straight up for fucking killing time when you're at work, long drives, doing the dishes, whatever it may be. Glad you're enjoying it, man. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Make sure to get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com. Only a couple weeks left on the season, man. Real shit. You are now listening to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Yes, sir. Ghost, we are starting way out in left field this week. I was watching some of my favorite coaches' sound bites at work today. Don't tell my boss, but it was with my boss, so it might be all right. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite coaches' soundbite of all time? Bro, putting me on the spot, I'm sure this isn't actually my favorite of all time, but uh, the first one that comes to mind, it's a two-parter. It's the Detroit Lions head coach when he got hired in the offseason, and he goes on that insane rant talking about biting off kneecaps. <laughs> 
and uh, biting them again oh. and again and whatever the fuck he said, like a psycho. And then follow that up with him crying last week when they lost on that field goal again. And then this week, they 0-6, and he's going to fucking try and blame Jared Goff, a.k.a. Try and take some blame off himself. They they knew what they got when they traded for Goff. Oh yeah, he ain't that dude. Like you know what I mean. And now you're gonna. Anyways, uh, that dude's fucking funny. That's for sure. That dude is. Yeah, he's something else. Uh, I always look back to Week One when Goff was slinging it. I mean, they lost a nail biter. It was a close one, but for that small glimpse of time, I actually thought that the Lions might stand a chance in some games this year <laughs> nah G I mean yeah I think the first five weeks they lost a bunch of close games I think they got blown mm-hmm. out this week right yeah They're I mean games, if we just rewind the fuck. tape a couple weeks like I was begging for TJ Hawkinson back man I was said I was dead wrong about him and now he's uh come hey, back he had, to earth nah nah he had like 84 yards this week or something well either way no one on the Lions can be trusted man Oh, hell no. Dumpster fire. So favorite coach's soundbite for me. I mean, you can just go on YouTube and search up John Tortorella highlights, and there's just a laundry list of them. But his back and forth verbal altercation with Larry Brooks is all time. When he goes to say, Larry, have you ever been beat up before? Larry claims yes and he just says looks at him he says you look like the guy who's been beat up in the bus stop that should have me cracking up John Tortorella all time soundbite coach he needs to uh, get out from behind the bench and back on a panel somewhere man Uh, dude sounds like a nut job I might have to go on YouTube and listen to some of those soundbites myself I would like to put him on on the NBA on TNT panel and just see how he gets down with the big boys man real shit all right let's get back to something a little more pressing let me hear your almost halfway pick for nfl mvp it ain't easy cooper cup comes to mind he had one bad week where he had like Mm -hmm. 60 something yards but otherwise he's fucking absolutely shitting on everyone and you could get him in the fifth round i want to say mm-hmm. so that's oh great. you're going fantasy you're going fantasy mvp oh, oh you're talking real life mvp well you know the tricky thing is because in real life it's only going to be a quarterback exactly so well, let's go if, okay Sorry, one go real ahead. life one fantasy fantasy there i'll say cooper cup for now and mm-hmm. real life it's a toss-up right now fuck but it's hard to go guys. against Kyler, 6-0. and They've won some in some blowouts like this week against the Browns. They've won some crazy nail biters with field goals type shit, close endings. Um, or What was that a couple weeks ago where I think they were going to lose, but the dude missed the field goal to win the game? I can't remember who they were playing, but that was like, uh, that was wild. Um, Kyler, and then, dude, since... Since getting destroyed in week one, Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. and Green Bay have been fucking oh, on one. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. But, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll keep it simple with Kyler for now. Uh, I was 
thought you were on the right track there with getting blown out in week one and then coming back and being absolute monster since. And for me, that's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is a man possessed right now. So that would be my real life my real life NFL MVP, him or Tom Brady. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kyler either. Like, I hate that it's always a quarterback. That actually drives me insane. But yeah. for fantasy, gotta be Derrick Henry, man. Oh my and God, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he was the third or fourth running back taken. Like, are you kidding me? So Derrick Henry and Josh Allen for me. And yeah, I got, they're playing on Monday night. I got night. King Henry fourth. Uh, shout out to Davis for taking Camara right before me. Oh, I was like mentally stinks. prepared to take Camara because he's probably my favorite running back, him and Aaron Jones. I love watching them play. And fucking, I've never had Henry, or no, I had him two years, two or three years Too in a row before he became the man. And then I never had him the crowned. last three years. And so I was like, scared i was gonna take him the year he finally fell off but whew, after a week one scare with like 79 yards it's just been incredible to watch you almost take it for granted you just look at his fantasy slot and you're like all right like that's gonna be that's 20 dirty. to 40 points and you don't even appreciate it almost you know but it's uh it's fucking nice he can definitely hide some warts on fantasy teams that's for sure big 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 first round pick and I mean, a lot of fantasy champions are going to have Derrick Henry on their team this year, man. For sure. Yo, uh, two, no, one other person that we left out of the MVP conversation is Dak Prescott, man. They also, I think what, they started the year 1-1? One and one, No, 0-1, oh and, and then they won five straight as well. They lost to Tampa. They should have won. Uh, they literally only lost that game because Greg the leg missed like an extra point and a field goal or something. And of course, fucking Tom Brady marches down and they got a game-winning field goal, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they've they've looked not incredible every week, but they're five and zero since that first week, and they should have won week one. So let's not. Dak isn't my MVP right now, but he's definitely in the conversation. The Dallas Cowboys are doing it in true Dallas fashion too. Nail biters week in and week out, winning tough games. I'm not going to say any of these guys or either of these guys are even close to being fantasy MVPs, but team of the future for fantasy right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. They getting rolling, man. And uh, they're young. Keep that core together. Who knows, man? Yeah, T. Higgins, if he can get back to the first two weeks of the season, he was looking like a beast. Hasn't really fully recovered since his injury, but uh, definitely agree. Fucking Joe Mixon ran all over me this week. Fucking bastard. Those drops in preseason by Jamar Chase made his value drop, and uh, some people got a steal in that, man. Oh, man, I, I believed in the preseason drop shit. He was off my draft board. I don't watch college, though, so, like, I couldn't make, like, you know, I'm at the mercy of the preseason hype in those situations. Uh, fucked myself. So let's switch, let's switch sports here real quick. The NBA season quickly approaching starts tonight, Wednesday night, which means a lot of fantasy teams will have already been drafted. But who's your call for fantasy breakout star 
of the season in the NBA. Outside of the the one, our future, OG Ananobi, I think we both agree that he can take this next step and maybe even another. He's claiming he's going to be an all-star this year. I hope to see it. But let's go outside of OG. Who you got for He me? better, man. He's been in the league for, what, four years now? So, like, a fifth-year breakout, it gets more and more unlikely every year. But I think he has the talent and the opportunity is 100% there this year. So, I would like to see him capitalize. Big breakout this year, man. Hmm. That's a tough one. LaMelo kind of broke out last year, but I think it was like more of a, not even, like halfway through the season, it was like, oh shit, like LaMelo's earning these minutes and he's fucking killing it in shorter bursts. They weren't even playing him like late in the fourth to start the year. And then he got hurt. He got hurt when he was like on fire, came back late. Still won rookie of the year. I think this year, um, I mean, he's going in like the third round. So you, if you really want to secure him, you got to reach and grab him in the second round unless, unless you're like well positioned draft wise to get him early third. But I'm excited to see him fucking thrive this year. Yeah, I feel like LaMelo's growth was a little stunted by that injury last year. He was completely taken over the internet and Charlotte. Um... For me, someone I think who's going to take that next step this year and has always been there, but same thing kind of mirrored by injuries and now he's in a place with nothing but opportunity is Larry Nance Jr., man. I really think he can help a lot. A lot of fantasy teams does a lot of those defensive stats. Now that he's over there in Portland, you know, that team is always super thin and uh, lots of minutes for Larry Nance Jr., man. I like that. He didn't get drafted in this one league yesterday, and I kept saying, like, yo, no one's going to grab Larry, and then I fucking didn't even grab him with my last pick, but he's on the waiver wire, so I might be swooping him real quick if uh, Mr. Alperin Sangoon, the hyped-up center for the Rockets, doesn't pan out quick. I'm going to toss him to the wire for Larry, you dig? Dude, Larry Nance Jr., man, he could be the one. For sure. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Big thanks as usual. Catch y'all next week. No NASCAR for the homie in the post office? Well, I think, I mean, do you know anybody on in NASCAR? What about some baseball and some soccer for the people that have been bugging us over the years? And maybe, okay, maybe one a- of the final four teams in the in the World Series right now. New York Yankees, eh, Boston Red Sox. Ding, ding, ding. That's a good place to wrap it up, man. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here, man. <laughs> oh, Dodgers, Dodgers, Mookie Betts. <laughs> All right, he's got two. All right, dog. All right, peace, bro. Peace, bro.